be professional. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be professional. <laughs> dial, dial it up. I'm gonna get Ooh. myself sorted here. I'm a complete mess this afternoon. Here we go. Oh, I'm the same though. I woke <laughs> up this morning. I'm like, I can't wait to go back to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the vibes. <laughs> that is that is a good start to the day. <laughs> here's here's a new day. I'm ready for it to end. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, even last night, last night, I'm like, I can't wait to fall asleep tomorrow night because I know I'm just going to be exhausted tomorrow. Anyway, hi, hi. everyone. Hi. Welcome to episode four. <laughs> yeah, damn, number four. All right. We've already passed like 90 something percent of people who try to start podcasts and finish on two episodes. So yay us. So, so far, so good. I feel like after the second, it just gets got better or is getting better i'm, I'm speaking <laughs> as if we have like a hundred episodes out Repeat. Um, yeah no it's good i hope everyone's enjoying it so far i'm it enjoying it to... i'm having fun same and so today is, too. is potentially i was gonna say not a fun topic but depends on where you sit on emotional regulation maybe emotions <laughs> i i like this topic I'm it, is, it is quite it's quite fun to talk about, but it's also super interesting to talk about. So hopefully some good stuff comes out of today. Yeah. Well, we might like, I guess, talk about different. We probably won't be talking about strategies today, right? Maybe. No, nah, I reckon we'll save the strategies for next time. Yeah. Because we've got a little we've got a little something something for you for next time for the strategies. There's one very, very useful one for emotional regulation, but you got to wait until next episode. And we're going to run you through the the actual exercise itself. So today's about the learning and then next time will be about the application. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of emotions, did you watch the Matildas <laughs> game last night? Yeah, a little roller coaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. No good. Jeez. Yeah, that that's like part of why... I got to sleep too late last night. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it was good. It was a good. It was a good game, and I think there was a couple of really unlucky moments. I know that goal though. That was elite. Was <laughs> insane. Yeah, literally she's, insane. She's so good, but yeah, it oh, wasn't meant to be. That's all right. It's okay. Uh, like we played really well, like in general. So, but in- England, England are damn good. Like watching last night, I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, you're actually yeah. a damn good team. Yeah, so, hats off. I yeah. love how much coverage the women's soccer has been getting. Like, it actually makes me so happy. And I like see so many little girls, like three to five year olds, having their little jerseys on and screaming at the TV. And it just literally warms my heart. I'm like, <laughs> it's something that you've never seen before. But even like the guys are getting around it so much. Like, mm. I walked past a pub on Chapel Street. I think it was like the Irish pub or something. And all the guys, all the blokes are just like drinking beer, like yelling at the TV, <laughs> getting around it. It was so cool to like see because usually like I thought, oh, is the footy on? Like and you walk past, it was the soccer. I was like, that's sick. Damn, that's cool. It's It's been so cool to see how many people are just out and about from it as well. Like just out in the streets, in the pubs, whatever. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good for the space. I love it. Um. So let's get into emotions. Mm. Firstly, 
Emotions. What is an emotion? Emotion is an intense burst of a physiological or behavioral response, reaction to a stimuli, I would say. And I guess like some people ask, what is, what's the difference between a mood and an emotion? A mood tends to last a lot longer and isn't as intense than an emotion. Yes? I would say yes. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very good question because we tend to like, sort of conflate the two at times mm. or you like sort of swap them, interchange them depending on what's happening in what situation. Well, yeah, it depends. Like an emotion can be due to a mood, a certain mood, but I wouldn't say like an emotion is a response to a mood at times. Does that Ooh, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like so, if I'm if I'm in a bad mood, I mm-hmm. will feel anger or irritability or whatever it might be, which we would call the emotion. Mm-hmm. Towards something. But I'm not angry or irritable because of my bad mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an influence of what the environment may be or the context. Yeah. And and with an emotion, you usually can identify the trigger quite quickly and quite easily. It's, it's clear. Whereas with a mood, it often takes a lot longer to establish what is causing that mood Mm. would you say i would say also sometimes you can't even identify why you might be in a particular mood yeah yeah well if you wake up you're like why do i just feel sad today there's no like literally no reason why do i feel sad yep i'm sad i've felt sad for days and nothing's going on i just feel sad (laughs) and you probably unravel yourself trying to figure out why why you were feeling that way if there was no specific reason that you could that you could point to, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you start thinking, overthinking. <laughs> yeah, and then we get into all a the fun space. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So emotion is, would we say, would you say emotions acute? So it's like yes. short term. Yeah, mm-hmm. comes burst. on, can be quite intense, but yep. doesn't actually last that long. Whereas a mood is yes. longer. Mood is uh, a lot more longer, and with emotions because they're so abrupt and quick that's when you need like emotional regulation strategies whereas with a mood that lasts a lot longer it's not as intense we often don't need to regulate our emotions so quickly in that yeah good point good point so the emotional regulation strategies that you would use for exactly that for emotional regulation are not going to be that useful or helpful for uh, a mood mm, exactly because yeah. you couldn't be in a mood in your own room and you're completely you're allowed to like not feel you're allowed to not regulate your emotions when you're alone or with someone you're comfortable with like that's okay too so but if you're in the middle of some sort of performance and you need a, <laughs> you have some an emotional reaction to something you have to be able to regulate your emotions in that um environment Actually, this is a good point. It made me think of last night's game where mm. after Sam Kerr kicked that goal and everyone kind of got up and about and everyone was – like the crowd were going crazy. Did you see she was actually like doing this, sort of inferring to the to the team, like, hey, calm, calm, like calm down, just mm. just take the edge off a little bit because everyone was getting a little mm-hmm. bit too heightened with it. I don't know if she was talking to just the team or or everyone or, or the crowd or what, but, yeah, exactly that though. Emotions yeah. really, really high. So it's like, what do we do? Implement some sort of 
strategy. And they, they would have talked about it pre-game or whatever else over probably months and years and experience-wise. Yeah. What do we do if we get too heightened? Yeah. Come. Yeah. Because you don't want to celebrate too soon as well. Um, because, like, there's a whole range of um, emotions that we experience, whether they're positive or negative emotions. They all impact performance in different ways. When could emotions be useful, though? Because if I got, like, if I got too worked up, I'll do, I'll use my mm-hmm. own example again. If I was before a race, I had to be at a certain level of like energized. If I got over energized and into like an anxious space, then I'd kind of then there was a whole series of emotions that came with that as well, and that was helpful to a point. Mm-hmm. But then it, it became not so helpful depending on how far it went yeah well that's the thing like even though we say positive and negative emotions the positives being happy excited the negatives being sad angry um for instance they intertwine like it doesn't mean oh just because they're negative emotions they're going to impact your performance negatively this is where we go into helpful and unhelpful um emotions so anger can actually even though it's a negative emotion it can actually be helpful towards your performance if you use it in a helpful way yeah yeah that's such a good point so that the emotion itself whether it's i suppose seen as good or bad doesn't actually dictate what is going to happen on the other side of that so yeah exactly so with your example of the soccer last night where they're like getting really heightened and excited and happy, like that is a positive um, emotion. However, them being so heightened can negatively impact. So it can be unhelpful towards their performance. So by saying like it can impact their performance, it may, I, I guess they may lack the focus or attention towards the goal or the task of the game. Yeah, awesome. Good points. <laughs> you've like full rattled, you you've full rattled me. With... <laughs> <laughs> My mind's just going everywhere right now. This is great. Good. Are you thinking about your own like performance in when you were swimmer? Yeah, a bit. Um, like what works for you? Did you use any negative emotions that kind of helped you through? Uh, pro- oh, like definitely through certain races and stuff. Absolutely. Like, um, because there's there's always that competitive side and and as you're as you're sort of going through the heats and things like that you're when it gets closer to your heat you're you're watching your direct sort of competitors the people that i don't know if other competitors do this but i know michael jordan did this for a little while i didn't know that (laughs) at the time but you have like secret enemies that you compete against directly and every meet that you're at is like because you're very close in sort of performance wise and times and things like that and you and you're watching it and you're watching them have their race and seeing how they're performing and all the rest of that and that can affect your emotions absolutely if you're mm-hmm. if your direct competitor is in the heat before you for example and they swim really yeah. well and you see that whew, that's like yep. that, that can that can be positive or negative depending on what's going on um, yep. helpful or unhelpful so but at the same time if they don't swim all that well that can fill you with like false confidence yeah well, you're behind the blocks. You're like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to smash it. And then you can swim even worse after that. And it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. that stings. So, yeah. yeah, there was there was a bit of that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And in your kind of, like, just with performance in general, like, 
There's the pre-performance emotions, like trying to manage those. Mm. There's the during-performance emotions that you have to try and manage and post-performance. But it's even harder when you lose and then you have to perform the next day or the next week and you have to try and get yourself back up. So it's like managing a whole bunch of emotions at different times and each strategy is going to be different for each one of those. Yeah. And from a, from a personal standpoint, so like swimming was a little different in that sense, because if you didn't swim well, you didn't, you didn't really move on to the next stage. So Mm -hmm. swimming, you basically, you got heats and then most of the time semifinals and then finals and finals is top eight. So Mm -hmm. there were times where you, I would have trained six, seven, eight, nine months straight for, for one race and then not even made the top 16. And, yeah. and it was like, so the post-event emotions after that, are, are they're really tough because it was like, shit, what was the mm-hmm. point of the last nine months? Yeah. And you start and you go like really quickly into a, a bit of a dive, it's like, not worthy, but very quickly into a dive where it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing with all of this? Because it was just a massive waste of time. Luckily, support systems and stuff around me were, were yeah. really positive and helpful and they understood. So managed to get out of it. But yeah. It's 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 a good thing to highlight that pre, during, and then post as well. I personally found the post emotions the hardest, whether they were good or bad, because they're very. Did very it ever? Intense. Did it ever make you want to like quit swimming? Because you're like, I'm not gonna do next season. Like this I, is. I too never, hard. I never wanted to quit if things hadn't gone well. Mm-hmm. It was it was where there wasn't much going on at the time. So yeah like middle of winter, freezing cold, and you're getting up at quarter past four in the morning, jump into a cold pool, mm-hmm. you, that 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 tests the patience. <laughs> and then, you know, the comp Commitment. is four or five months away. It's like, man, really? Maybe I'll just have the rest of winter off and <laughs> pick it back up somewhere else. But, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really interesting because, yeah, that level of commitment, even through the pain of waking up early, jumping in the pool, like you're putting yourself through so much pain. So when you don't get what you want at the end, I can imagine yeah. you can spiral quite quickly. So how did you kind of come out of that? Um, well, <laughs> there's there's a lot of periods, depending on sort of what year we're talking about, There's a, there was a lot of time invested in reflecting on what needed to be improved really. And, mm-hmm. a, and a really sort of harsh, it was almost like radical honesty about where I was actually sitting regarding my own commitment to the sport. So how committed I was to training, was I doing everything that I knew I should be doing, looking after myself, sleeping well, eating well, all the rest. And there was always times where it was like, I could probably do more here and more here and more here. And then you kind of blame yourself and then you get a bit trapped in that sort of headspace mm-hmm. as well, where yeah. it's like, why can't I just do the extra thing that I know I need to do? Yeah, and that was that was a hard part of it too, because there's always emotions attached to that. But uh, would you call it emotions or mood in that point? Because they some of those lasted for a little while. I'd say a little bit of both. There was a mood with like attached emotions to it, depending on what you weren't succeeding at all. Because when you're thinking of like, I guess, let's say performance anxiety, that happens over quite a long time, often. But then the emotions that surround that is you go to do a comp and something triggers you within that and you just, you can't do anything. 
you freeze or get really anxious. Would you say that? Yeah, I would say that. I think my own, yeah, my own sort of reflection on it was that the mood, the mood sort of impacted training throughout the season. Mm. So if I was, if I was motivation, sort of prone to prone to a bit of um, undiagnosed, self-diagnosed, but like sort of it's (laughs) depression esque. But there's Mm. through, especially through swimming stuff. So there was a there were periods of time there where I was flat for like ages and ages. So you still go to training. And you're still going through the motions, but you you know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or at the level that you know you should be doing at that. So then when the meat rolls around, you've kind of got you've got all that in the back of your mind as well. Yeah. Like, shit, I've actually felt horrible for the last two, three months. I know this is probably unlikely to be a really good performance, even though I really still want to perform. So, mm-hmm. and then I think that's where the emotions would come in on the day. Yeah. Like I, I told a, I told a story to a, a young client the other day who was experiencing um a little bit of like conflict stuff, yeah, bit, bit uncomfortable with dealing with conflict, and there was a, there was a time where I was uh I can't remember what meet it was now it was one of the nationals but I was lining I went to the marching room before the race and I'm in amongst just like all these it was it was it was a fifty freestyle so there's big guys everywhere and lots of testosterone and all the rest of it. And normally people sit down in the marching room and just kind of relax and chat and whatever else. I swear my memory is like 80% of the guys and they were standing up and it was like, <laughs> it was like a peacock contest. Like all the chests were out. Everyone's trying to oh, you know, march their way through and no one would move out of the way, out of anyone else's way. So you had to physically sort of like bump and nudge your way through people to, to even get your name Jeez. ticked off before the race. So you can imagine oh what God. happened to the emotions in that environment and then having to do that just before the race. Like this is a few minutes beforehand. That's intense. That's intense. <laughs> it was it was really fun. <laughs> and I wasn't one of the bigger guys either and it was still fun. So <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> For yeah. you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This just made me think of that. I know like my emotions in my like when I weight lift, when I go for a PB. Often now I've used either anger to to get a PB or happiness. It just depends what's going on. And sometimes anger doesn't always work. It actually can, I guess, for me anyway, when I'm going to lift really heavy and I have anger, I might push my body too far, <laughs> which is a risk of injury. <laughs> so that's that's a bit of like, that's the difference. Whereas when I'm happy, I'm like, you know, I know my limits. Um, but with anger, I push that a little bit further, which actually can be quite beneficial. Like I did that yesterday. I did like six reps of 120 uh, kilo deadlifts. And that's, yeah. a, that's actually pretty damn heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole gym knew about it. Cause obviously like um, they didn't have like a proper floor. <laughs> so the, the weights were slamming, but hey, like, look, I don't want to hurt my back. So I'll always like be as careful as I can. Fair. Um, but I used that anger. I had music blasting my ears um, and I smashed them out. And before then I was doing like 120 kilos for like maybe three or four. Now, like I tried yesterday and it was six. And I use that emotion. And then after that, because I hit that PB, I instantly 
got happy and excited <laughs> and it's like I wasn't angry anymore. <laughs> so that's when you mean like that's where you can see like the short bursts of you're walking in the gym, you're angry, you lift really heavy and then you're happy and then I was fine the rest of the night. That's, Emotional that's so regulation cool. is the gym, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some people. When you because it's like it's like a pendulum swinging. So like mm-hmm. how like how quickly did you shift from like was it instant where it was like you got the sixth rep out, you dropped the bar, and then all of a sudden you were just really happy? Complete instant, yeah. That's so cool. It's like um I just felt so proud in that moment. I was like, Well, I'm a strong woman. I like because I'm quite small, like I'm very small, like I'm 58 kilos and I'm lifting 120 kilos for six. Form is really great. So like firstly, I just feel like a badass. <laughs> it's a little flick of the hair. Flick's <laughs> hair doesn't care. Um, so that's like a real proud moment. But there's been times when I've gone for a PB and I couldn't lift the weight off the ground at all. I'm like, okay, I've pushed. I like maybe this is too hard. And I went in really happy. I was like, yep, I already did like some visualization in my head of me lifting it. Like in my head, I already had it. (laughs) I went to the gym. I chucked on 140, 140 kilos for deadlifts, um, which was like 10 kilos higher than my other PB. But I was just feeling happy and I was just like, do you know what? I feel like I can do one. (laughs) Let's let's load it up. Let's load it up. And then I went for it. I was breathing. I was excited. I was like, I've got this. And then I go to lift it. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But <laughs> I'm like, I stand back. Obviously, the gym is like full of people. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, who cares? All right. Like, I thought I could do it, but I can't. So let's lower it to 135. And I did 135 for one easily, which was great. I was like, okay. Good. Maybe I went too high with the goals. <laughs> I wasn't maybe. disappointed though, but I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of had to like you accept that, you know, maybe I aimed too high. So I wouldn't let like any emotions like upset me or anything like that. So I was like, let's try for something more realistic. And then it was Yeah, okay. right. Which is so this so this is quite important because what essentially what you're explaining here is like goal refinement. So mm-hmm. which, which then ties into self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. So quick explanation, self-efficacy being you essentially are setting a, a standard for you to achieve something right on the limit of you knowing that you can achieve it. So an example I always give to people is like, if I told you to do a hundred pushups straight right now, would you be able to do it? And like, yeah, some people can, but for the, for those people, I'd change it to a thousand. Um, but most people like, no, but I'm like, okay, well, if, if I told you to drop and do one, could you do that? And pretty much everyone says, well, yeah, that'd be easy. Then we find somewhere between one and a hundred that would be a real challenge that you could get to if you really push yourself. It sounds mm-hmm. like 140 <laughs> was maybe like 99 push-ups. <laughs> but, but for some reason 135 ended up being like 70 or 80 yeah like it's it's such a it seems like such a small difference anyway but I did aim too high I don't know why but I I was feeling like an intense emotion of like excitement and happiness I was like I can do it like this is it like I've had a great day 
I've eaten well, I've slept well, I can do it. And then, and then yeah, you kind of have to hide the embarrassment of <laughs> like everyone well, else looking at. But this, this like... is what this is what I like about the gym too, though, mm. is because because that happens, and a lot of people think the hundred people in here are all staring at me, and they can read my mind, and they know that I've just failed this thing that I set out to do. Yeah, but realistically, what are they looking at? What are they looking at really? Well, they're looking at a beast. <laughs> 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 Aside from you, <laughs> there's a reason there's so many mirrors in the gym. <laughs> yes, they're looking so people, at themselves. <laughs> so people can look at themselves constantly. So when we're in there worried about, oh man, are they are they watching me? They they know I'm embarrassed about that. I didn't get it up, whatever. They're probably yeah, thinking they have their own demons in their head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're yeah. like, at least you tried. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't go try for that. I would because yeah. a lot of people don't want to. Um, they don't want to fail in front of other people or they'll get really upset or, you know, but I just go in there. I'm like, Oh, whatever. Whatever. 140 loaded up. <laughs> load it up. <laughs> just an easy 140. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's, that is heavy. Um, so, all right. So if we, if we're talking about emotional regulation in, let's say with, with a setback or failure or whatever we want to call it, mm. How are we then going to kind of bounce back after a loss? Or yeah, a, a, and yeah, yeah, and this is um, a question that everyone asks, especially a lot of my clients. You know, the first thing is like, how how do I bounce back from a disappointment, from a sort of failure, to a, from a loss? Um, I can't. I just can't keep it together, and that's when it kind of affects their mood as well. Like because of that loss they're not sure how to get themselves back up because it just ruins their confidence their motivation their passion not everyone but these are like extreme cases that it does so because if we're you know so we'll, we'll, we'll use your example again so we set we set it out didn't mm-hmm. didn't reach the desired goal or the expectation mm-hmm. of the desired goal so immediately there's some negative emotion attached to that. Yeah. Because all the positive emotion comes with achieving the goal that we set out to do. That's that's the that's the dopamine reward circuit, right? So we do the thing mm-hmm. and we succeed, great. And the brain goes, here you go, here's a bunch of happy stuff to make you do it again. I want to seek to do that again. Exactly. And in my mind, like I had already won. So to <laughs> fail at it, you're like, wow, this is kind of a punch in the face. And this is the case for many athletes because you don't go into a game thinking you're going to lose. You know, you should yeah, be prepared you're, you're for it. You're in trouble it, if but... that's the, yeah. The outcome focus yeah. is, uh, yeah, we're going to lose. That's yeah. probably a great, great <laughs> way to start things. Exactly. Yeah. But I think I just stood away from it and I just looked at it and I was like, I let myself feel that, I guess, yucky feeling of, okay, I didn't get it. And then I'm like, okay, how do I solve this? How do I leave the gym feeling accomplished um, and that's when I my goals changed and in that moment I was like okay what's a realistic weight that I can lift that's still a PB so I'm still progressing because mm. um, I'm not going to leave without progressing in some way and then I lowered the weight and I was able to do it and then I'm like okay now I'm going to work towards 140 um, and in a couple of months 
I'll be able to get it. So it's just changing your mindset around it. Yeah, I like that. It's it's the like that's that refinement that I mentioned earlier, but but also mm-hmm. just adding in I didn't get it or I didn't do it. Yeah, you or you couldn't do it today. But it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you will never will. Exactly. Exactly. So, good way to approach it. 100% because well, to be fair with me, I was like I'll never be able to lift 100 because I'm so small. Well, well. So, <laughs> and now I'm just you're well going, past that. Like I'm I'm well past that and I guess knowing that I do have that ability and I can build strength no matter what size I am because it has to do a lot with power as well and I train really hard, you can you can do anything you set your mind to. Ooh, and I like that. That's what you got to keep telling yourself in order to bounce back. Keep training, keep motivating yourself, have that drive, accountability, commitment. A lot of it is in your mind. And that's where like the mental skills training is really, really helpful because your body is one vessel of like actually doing it. But if your mindset behind it isn't there, you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve. I like that. We're, we're going to have to do a, a little pump up episode, I think. <laughs> Move on that like positive, positive reinforcement and, and performance and mm-hmm. all that good stuff that people want to hear about. Um, so that's probably that's probably not a bad place to leave us actually for today. Very brief mm-hmm. introduction to emotions and emotional regulation. A little bit more sort of personal stories from both of us, which I like. So next week we're gonna give you the one tool. It's a very very effective tool, and we'll run through literally step by step on how to do it. Very useful for reducing anxiety, panic, and anger as well so yep. look forward to that one and uh because you can use that pretty much anywhere at any time so it's one of my yeah, favorites so we're gonna we're gonna guide you through it so you'll be able to do it during the podcast which yes. is great for pre and post performance um in general though it's just such a good strategy to use oh it's unreal even, like yeah i talk about it all the time so yeah, yeah not, not even in a performance setting. Like if, if you're just mm. someone who who experiences big emotions, this is this is going to be a handy one for you. So exactly, hundred percent. Well, I love this topic so much. So we'll circle back to it. Uh, oh, we we always will. But in podcast emotions... hundred and forty. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we'll revisit this. <laughs> See what you deadlift up to. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for listening. I hope everyone has a beautiful day. And yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate you so much. Thanks, crew. See ya. Peace out. Bye.